Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Kawasamunga? T-U-R-T-L-E Power! Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction! We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Aaron! I mean Abe! You're coming right at... I see you. You're I, right there. I see you. You're right I next to me. I can touch your cheek you're right touching now. You're touching me right now. And your little peach fuzz. It's not awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're, no, we're recording live inside of a movie theater in San Francisco. Woo! We're together for the first time in a while. And with me, we, with us, we have, of course, from Fast Film Reviews, it's Mark Hoven. Hi, everyone. How and Mark, are... we can feel you. I'm actually here. Yeah, we're all recording a podcast. Coming to you in 3D. Yeah. The Out Now is a film podcast. It has us discussing new movies weekly. We also discuss the latest movie trailers and other stuff like that. A little abbreviated here because basically we've done very little prep this week because we're doing a live episode. Live. Somewhat impromptu. Because I mean, we wanna... right after the movie, too. Yeah, yeah right after like the movie. Fresh off the Fresh, fresh off, off the, the movie. movie. What movie are we talking about? Uh, I think we're talking about Ninja Turtles 3D. Teenage, teenage, oh, right? Yeah, not aliens. This is episode one sixty one, by the way. I want to get that one in there. I mean, that's like ten more than one fifty one, which is <laughs> yeah. a proof of alcohol. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. And yeah, we are discussing teenage mutant ninja. It's hard to say that fast. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna sure. jump we're gonna jump right in. We're gonna do some other stuff first, then we'll get to the review. So let's. Uh, we don't need any... I don't have any know everybody questions. Nah. Uh, let's not even worry about we, that. We all know each other. Please keep checking your phone while we do a podcast. Oh, no, I'm checking for all the questions from the listeners. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go on down to cookies real quick. Um, this is... TM? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for a pause. Every week we discuss one main movie of the week, but we also have other movies that we see during the last week. Thank you. Um, oh, geez, there. I got it. Mark, have you Later. seen any other movies this week? I believe the answer to that would be... Do you have, oh, yes. you have Magic I, in the Moonlight? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I saw Woody Allen's latest, uh, Magic in the Moonlight, and uh, I wasn't too much of a fan of this film. It was it was just okay, but I would say um, by the half of the film was kind of interesting, and then by the middle, there's like a, a reveal, and something happens, and then the story has nowhere to go after that. And so the really, for... Half the movie, we're just sort of drifting into like nothingness. So it re- I really didn't care for it too much. Is the reveal re- 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 is the reveal that Emma Stone's half the age of Colin Firth? Is that? Surprise! And that was a bit disturbing too. So I mean, you have to kind of get over that idea. Um, but uh, no, it's it's there's a little bit more to it, and the kind of what made the film interesting kind of goes away, and then there really is nothing left. It's a bummer. So no real witty, like, uh, Well, there's probably some witty stuff in there to imagine. I mean, it takes place in the past, so that's kind of interesting, and they get the costumes and sort of the the quirkiness of of that era. But uh, other than that, I really wouldn't find there to be too much to recommend. Yeah, it makes it annoying because I'm going to see it because it's a new Woody Allen movie, so I want to, but I am a little disappointed. But it doesn't, 
It doesn't feel, I mean, every other year it seems like I We mean, Own has a good movie. There are worse movies that I saw this year, and uh, <laughs> that might be. We may be talking about one. Look at this guy that hints over here. Um, I'll talk about it. Have you seen anything this week? No, TM. You know, I honestly, I already thought that you didn't, so I was wasn't even going to ask you really. I've been <laughs> busy watching you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's that classic banter that's kept this podcast going for three years. That you can't a- see it, but I'm hugging Aaron right now, and I'm rejecting it calmly. Uh, but I saw a movie this week. I saw Frank with Michael Fassbender. Ah, Fassy. Yes, with the yeah. very same. Um, this is a film that came out of Sundance. There are a lot of places, but it was in Sundance. Big hit there. Uh, basically, Michael Fassbender stars as the lead singer of a band that I cannot pronounce the name of because they don't even try to make it pronounceable. <laughs> um, the catch is that besides them doing very weird alternative music, Michael Fassbender wears a giant head on top of his own head. Um, he has no reason to take said head off throughout the movie, and you're following him and his band, and this, this lead character played by About Time's Domino Gleason. There you go. The movie I still haven't Son seen Son of, uh, of Brendan Gleason. Yes. Yeah, Calvary it, coming out. I like, you looked yeah. for a poster, because we're in a movie theater, so you looked for a poster for a movie starring the father of the lead character. Right. Um, I like this movie a lot. I, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I think it's very offbeat. It's not for everybody for sure, but I, I love the... It, it has a way of attacking kind of indie music culture mixed with this kind of character drama that develops based on the fact that there is something going on, obviously, with a person that wears is a giant Is he horribly head. disfigured? That, you have to see the movie. Yeah, don't, don't okay. give it away. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But that's Unless Frank. his head is filled with, like, candy, just pinatas, though. Oh, so you guessed the end? Now, <laughs> God! Uh, yes! Frank opens, I think, in, like, uh, next week in limited release, and it'll spread wider from there, but, yeah, I, I certainly recommend it. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a fun movie, and, you know, it's got some, it's got some, I think you'd like it, Ava, actually. say it's I a do. good romp? Yes, <laughs> it's a lots of lot of raucousness happening in there. Uh, let's I get like to, it. Okay. Let's let's. Uh, that was not a quick Jim. Let's get to the trailers this week. Uh, we're going to do something a little different since Mark, Abe, and I, and Ruben, who's a kind of standing on this side, we uh, <laughs> we it's all uh, yeah, we we all saw the movie together. So we figured, why not talk about the exact trailers that we saw at the movie this week? Um, so first up, and most of these are ones that we haven't even talked about on the show yet. So no, we it all works out. We're really, really knocking some out here. Uh, we got six, yeah. Six. First one is The Hunger Games, Mockingjay. Sorry, I gotta get this yeah, completely right. right. You gotta get her. Sorry. The Hunger Games, colon, oh, Mockingjay, hyphen, part one. There you go. <laughs> okay. yeah. One's the numerical. Numerical. One. That's yeah. not even, that's not the guess. Well, I mean, we don't want to get caught by the I wouldn't phrase. say numerical one, two, a years a slave. <laughs> <laughs> No, because and that's well, a win of that argument. So, <laughs> so moving on. Um, this, yeah, so we have the new. Why, we spent so much time talking about the title of the. We're talking about Hunger Games. Want to be radically we correct? Got, we got the trailer for the new Hunger Games movie. Um, we haven't talked about this trailer yet. Um, no, this is, of course, the the first part of the concluding chapter of the Hunger Games saga, um, starring Jennifer Lawrence and everybody, including Philip Seymour Hoffman, and joining in uh, Julianne Moore this time around. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think of the trailer, Mark? Um, I'm really excited to see this sequel, so I think I'm already on board. Um, but I, it's okay. I, I didn't, it didn't make me want to see it more, but I, am, I'm already on board to see it, so it was fine. Abe, it, it is. Back, back. Abe, I, I think I like the teaser one better, where they're all wearing white and they're like looking like they're in some sort of like American Horror Story. That's more like the, the viral campaign. For yeah, it, yeah, I like that one. But I mean. From where the second one left off, I was pretty excited to see this one anyway because I needed to know what happens because I haven't read the other books. I'm actually midway through the last book in the thing. Oh, okay, I still have to read it. Um, and I, you know, I tried to finish it before Comic Con. The ending. I tried you, to. I, 
That sounds awesome. <laughs> I like those first two after reading the books. I tried to finish it before Comic-Con, and then they didn't have a panel at Comic-Con, so I was like, oh, well, I didn't miss anything by not finishing the book. Uh, but that's it. I mean, yeah, it looks fine. I mean, it's I, something I've admired about the franchise in general is their marketing campaign, which does a good job of showing without telling too much of it. Like, I think, right. the, I mean, the first one and the second one, they both don't, they don't show any of the games, which take up a majority of the film. Um, and it works for me. It sets up that world. For Not me. dropping any candy in the lobby, am I right? Stop that. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hunger Games, done. Next one. We had Check. the trailer for Island of Lemurs, Madagascar 3D. No colons or pythons or any of that nonsense. I think you forgot the IMAX. I don't need to, fine, whatever. It's a new IMAX film. It's one of... Is it, is it alphabetized under I? IMAX? No, it's, Island well, of it is Island of Lemurs, oh, yeah. so yes, it is anyway. IMAX this Island. is, of course, you know, Disney Earth has theirs every couple every every year, and now IMAX and Warner Brothers have their kind of nature movie every year, and generally they seem to be narrated by Morgan Freeman. This is general. They are like three yeah, of them. Like there's like been four or five of them so far. This is like the third no, one. That's maybe, no, like Meryl Streep did like the whales one or whatever the hell. And that nobody was. saw that. That's why. Yeah, because it was Meryl. Jeez. It was box office loser Meryl Streep. I know. <laughs> How many Oscars has she not won? Anyway, uh, interest in this Lemurs movie, Mark? I mean, I've been wondering when the Lemurs were going to get their own movie. You know, <laughs> those irrepressible Lemurs. So you know, I mean, I don't know. It looks like nice uh, nature photography. I think. IMAX is the selling point of this film because it's probably going to be really impressive. So. They film in uh, with like they're only because they're only like 45, 50 minutes long, but they yeah. film with IMAX cameras. So yeah, they they do generally make it a spectacle of a, of a nature documentary, which is. Beautiful. I mean, if the penguins of Madagascar got their own movie, why not the lemurs? Right. That's what also, I also I love Zabumafu from PBS, and he's a lemur. So I mean, I hope kids go. Can you say that name again? Because I don't know what that is. Zabumafu. What is Zabumafu? He's a lemur. Why don't you tell me to look it up? I'm right here. Tell me what it is now. <laughs> we'll look it up later. The way these anything. lemurs talk, or not talk, but the way they walk around and stuff, I kind of thought that maybe they might start a new dance or something. They were very like... I hope there's kids hopping to the theaters to see this lemur movie. That's for sure. Could be a new sensation. <laughs> Leaping lemurs. What was the next trailer that came up? It was, of course, Annie. The Annie... Uh, rema- revival? Revamp? Re- Reboot? Uh, uh, urbanization? Urbanization of Annie? Yeah, yeah there was the, the Annie trailer, which of course stars Quavon Janae Wallace, uh, star of Marcus Robinson's favorite, uh, Beast of the Southern Wilds. Such a wonderful movie. That it was, is a wonderful yeah, movie. It makes you think a lot. I mean, it, I don't know about Marcus. Almost but... nobody would argue with this. No. Um, and then you have Jamie Foxx and a host of other people. You have oh, Rose, Cameron Diaz. Cameron She's D- on a roll right Cameron now. Cameron Diaz, yeah. Rose Byrne, Bobby Carnavale. Friend of the show, Bobby, Bobby Carnavale. Oh, he's a, yeah, of course, I he's. love it. Uh, Bobby C? Yeah, Bobby, Bobby C. C. Um, honestly, I have nothing against this trailer. I mean, aside from, it's an update of Annie. I think the, I mean, Cameron Diaz aside, who's, I don't think she's, she's the source of all problems with the movies that she starred in lately, but she hasn't had the, no, I agree, she hasn't had the big, a good streak at all in the last, I guess, four movies that she's been in. But I, aside from that, I think, in general, it looks like a, it looks like a fine, the trailer looks musical. a little earnest. It's almost I agree, like it's it's, but it's a musical. It's, like, yeah, what musicals aren't earnest? Right. <laughs> it's based off this, like, children's work that everyone... I'm surprised they don't show any of the musical stuff in it. No, because like, they're saving it for, like, the drum and bass remake. Or, like, Les Mis, they're like, guys, guess what? This is a musical. Like, they're, like, up front without that. Well, Annie seems like they're no making it. There was talking in that movie, so yeah. they couldn't really get around it. This one's a Batman movie in disguise, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, program from Jamie Foxx's yeah. perspective. But no, I mean, I'm excited to see what the music uh, entails. I, I mean, Kumajide Wallace. That's a fun name to, like, kind of, like, Kumajide Wallace. Like, getting all that out. Right? Yeah. 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 Ye
And you know, I like a good smile. She looks all or like after like Beast of Southern Wild, where she's I'm the man, and she's doing all this stuff. Like she's like, you know, now she looks like a groomed human being like, in New York, having fun with her friends. Probably. Yeah, she made it out of the bathtub. Yeah, so there you go. And into the big city. That, exactly. That's what it should be called. Out, out, out of the, the into the city. city. Are you listening to this Hollywood? That's the subtitle. I don't, if George Miller has a third Bay movie. <laughs> who's, that, who's that director by? George George Miller. Ah. The, the Babe movies? Yeah. Mad Max is George Miller. <laughs> what, what's right. next? <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've obviously we've talked no, but nothing, nothing but Annie in that talk right there. The Interstellar trailer. We talked about Interstellar before. Abe doesn't even, Abe refuses to watch the trailer. That's because I'm already on board. The, te- the even, teaser had me already. Even though Christopher up. Nolan does a pretty damn good job of not telling you anything at all, but showing yeah. you some stirring imagery that you won't be spoiled by by the time you see the movie, Abe still decided to not watch the I was the like, trailer. no, no, don't need it. Yeah, Mark. It, I noticed that the teaser when we originally saw it, you couldn't even tell that it even had to do with space. Now at least we've gotten a few glimpses of that sort of you know motifs and stuff. So um, yeah, I mean I love Christopher Nolan, so I'm I'm excited. It, is it at that point the same with like Paul Thomas Anderson would be just like Christopher Nolan movie just, yeah, tr- title and then you're like yeah all right I'm, 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 the okay. name. I, you know something I do want to and obviously when we talk about the actual movie we'll know a lot more about this but something I think I've, I'm picking up in the trailers you've seen is that. And it's something that I think people criticize Nolan for is that a lot of his he has characters that tend to seem cold. I think that's the biggest mm. criticism of some of his movies, like Inception, for example, which I know Mark, you love. I love. I think we all love Inception. I like it a lot. But I think there's. I think the knock against that movie in particular, let alone some of his other movies, is that the characters tend to be cold. And it feels like this movie, there seems to be a strong father daughter thing going on. It seems like yeah. they really want to sell you that Matthew McConaughey is this like warm father figure that doesn't that is kind of reluctantly trying to be the hero. That's the impression that I'm getting. I, I, I'm curious if Nolan's kind of... the impression that you get. Is that a joke? Never mind. Mighty Mighty Bastions. It's a song. I, yeah, I got it now. <laughs> that rhythm that you did, that did not sound like Sorry. an impression. That you <laughs> That's like our discussion. You got to go beat that on it. <laughs> 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 but no, I did. I hope that's all in. Uh, I, I do hope that. You had to sing I, the knock on wood line. Yeah. That's the part. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, I never knock on wood. This is going to make it all in. Oh, yeah. I'm going to also insert like. We're going to sing the whole song after. When that guy walked by and said, hey, dudes. No, that's definitely. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's the security guard that makes sure that we're not vandalizing this theater. <laughs> so, with that in mind, Interstellar comes out this November. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have The Book of Life. This is a new animated film from Fox and. I think it's just yeah, it's like Blue Sky. I think so. It's not oh, DreamWorks. Yeah, those guys it's like made, uh, Ice Age. Yeah, and uh, the Croods. Uh, did they also make a what's that one Rio? They made, yeah, they're Rio. Yeah, they're Blue, Blue Sky's Rio. This is a film um, that has Diego Luna, Zoe Saldana, and Channing Tatum. Uh, apparently, Ice Cube's in it now too. Uh, yeah, so yeah, apparently, no. they supplanted the fact that Guillermo del Toro is a big influence on this movie and put in Ice Cube's Ice name Cube, because yeah. that sells more tickets, which is probably true. <laughs> Ride Along is one of the biggest hits of the year. Um, <laughs> that's not a kidding, and that's no, a January not. movie, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, I guess it's a kind of fantastical movie about this guy who gets into kind of the Day of the Dead world in Mexico. Trying to, trying to, get, the, you know, trying to get the girl by making a deal, probably. What I can say is that the trailer, it doesn't... I, I, would, I wouldn't say it sells me on this movie, but the... Uh, but I'm curious to see what I, But I'm still curious about it. it. It's very colorful, so I yeah. mean, the... The style of it and everything is very uh, captivating, and I love the, the idea of incorporating Dio Stone Muerto, the Day of the Dead, like into yeah. a into an animated film right. like this, which I know is heavily influenced by Guillermo del Toro. Like he has, he's a producer on it. That 
that get that gets me more excited about the movie than the actual trailer itself. But no, knowing about the movie. I know that there's got to be something more than what we're seeing on the screen. So For sure, I think it's trying to sell off a very weird idea. Yeah, it's like, like oh, it's a typical story of like yeah. trying to get the girl. But it's like I hope that they go crazy and they just really put in a lot of things that we've liked about like it, which is some serious issues that you don't really necessarily see in animated movies. Basically, I think I'm lukewarm on the marketing, but I'm I'm optimistic about what the film could have to offer. Same. I think that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I think that, I believe that comes out on October, October 17th, 17th, maybe? Ah, yeah. Jinx by Mia Coke. I'm not buying you nothing. Let's get to the next one. Uh, Book of Life is what we just talked about. So <laughs> yes. next up, I looked at one and was like, that, yep, that's right. <laughs> but I'm in repeat mode. No, uh, next we have, of course, I don't even know the whole title of this. I know it's SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Out of the colon out of the sea yeah, 3D. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I mean, it's about right. I mean, didn't they already have a SpongeBob movie? Yes, and it was brilliant. Okay, I'm, so, I'm I mean, hardly exaggerating. By the way, David it has David Hasselhoff in a live action segment, and they're like, you know what? That live action stuff was so funny. Let's make a whole bunch of the movie in live action. So it's, that part actually made me really curious. And Antonio Banderas so, looking like a pirate. So that part where it went from like 2D traditional animation into 3D uh, computer animation, did it kind of remind you a little bit of that? Uh, one episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes yes. from I kind of thought about erotic that cakes. Yeah, I, I like that more than the the yeah. I like that more than the Island of the Chipmunks example. Um, yeah. I mean it. Honestly, it looked really it good. Looked good. Like, exactly. like, not, like, beyond just like, like the, the meshing of like the human world with that animated. I, I think it's some solid seat for a Nickelodeon SpongeBob, a second Nickelodeon SpongeBob movie. And everybody and to, loves seeing Sandy without her helmet on. I'm more excited to see an Antonio Banderas movie here than I am with Expendables Three. So. That. <laughs> he plays this pirate that I guess stole some book <laughs> that they're trying to get back. But I, I think I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I think I said it on the podcast, but I'm a SpongeBob fan. I like SpongeBob. I, makes, I don't know makes, if you've ever said that, but now it makes they, me laugh. Yeah. No, I mean I enjoy it. I, every time I watch it with my nieces, the crowd was enjoying it too. You could tell like people were like anticipating it. The only thing I didn't get in the story though is they all seem to like work out, and all of a sudden they're like these. Well, they explain they explain this. They did they? Yeah, they said because like Antonio's going after this book, and they get the book at some point. They're like, now we're going to rewrite it, so they rewrite themselves as these giant superhero uh, characters to, okay, so like it, to be able to uh, presumably like, fight off the so evil big. pirate threat that is in Spongebob oh, Banderas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Skull and Bones Banderas. But yeah, Spongebob, <laughs> the new Spongebob movie comes out February 6th, so obviously we'll wait a week so we can see it then and then double feature it with 50, 50 Shades of Grey. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the Best Valentine's Day combo ever. There you go, right there. Okay, yeah, so that was our extended trailer talk this week. TM. Sure, no. why not? Let's move on now. Let's get to our main film review for one of our most anticipated movies, of probably the last five years. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Who's that? It's a camera flash. Give me the camera. Oh, look. He's doing his Batman voice. Back off, Rat. Do not say a word about this to anyone. If you do, we will find you. Yeah. We'll find you. I'm sorry. That came across super creepy, okay? That's... <laughs> we will find you, though. <sighs> My sons, I have trained you your whole lives to protect the city above. But I fear you are not ready for its greatest threat. We're taking your armor to the next level. Shredder. That should have been some of the trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new update of the classic comic book series that's been a couple movies, a TV show that's been on, that's, that's had multiple TV shows, one's still going, and it's actually very good. 
Um, this film is directed by Jonathan Liebsman, who is in the Michael Bay wheelhouse because he directed one of their Texas Chainsaw movies for his production company. Now he's moved on to much kiddier fare. This is probably the first Michael Bay produ- anything involving Michael Bay that was rated PG. It's not even it's PG thirteen. Never mind. Yeah, I thought no, it's PG thirteen. Oh, okay. I forgot. No, it should have like, been PG. There were some, some <laughs> scenes of peril. Regardless, this is yeah. This is an update. Now you have the turtles instead of you instead of the fun loving puppetry of the old days. Now you have CG six foot tall reptile creatures. Yeah. One of them voiced by Johnny Knoxville because he has a Paramount contract and um, <laughs> all those jackass movies. Like yeah. why not work for the kids, right? That's yeah. what he must have said. Uh, Megan Fox stars as the plucky April O'Neil who. Lucky. The plucky warrior, <laughs> who of course stumbles upon the turtles and befriends them, and they eventually have to take down the evil Shredder and the evil more, the even more evil William Fickner. No, no, friend of the show, friend of the show, like original friend of the show. Yeah, but still, he's the, he's the villain, is that yeah. right? Along with the Shredder. Are, are we sure? We're not sure. Are we sure? Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, lots of heroes in a half shell action ensues. Will Arnett's around too, saying quippy things. <laughs> Abe. What did you think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, This movie was um, lame and ridiculous and not in a fun way. There was like maybe a couple scenes where I laughed a lot, but the storyline is really weird just because they they rushed through a lot of things. They rushed through a lot of of the setup and a lot of the history of the turtles. And then they kind of... Would you say you needed that? No. I mean, I wouldn't need it, but I mean, like there's a lot of exposition that just goes on for the... I guess the safety of the movie and to where it needs to go. And it was just not a movie that was, that felt very whole and complete. It kind of was, uh, it kind of makes Secret of the Ooze like a really good movie. And I like Secret of the Ooze a lot. I like Ninja Turtles 3 a lot. But this one, yeah, I just, there weren't, there were some good comic relief and whatever else, but the Turtles, I just couldn't really believe it. And, well, oh, sorry. At, sorry. At what point were you supposed to believe the turtles? Like, when did you still you're gonna find I mean, yourself? In terms of them? like, hey, like these guys are now all of a sudden bulletproof. Give me a break. That Why would they not be bulletproof? They have giant shells. They were the shot in the front. You saw Raph like repel yeah, the Have you seen? Have you ever seen a turtle before? They have like so they have padding in the front of them. Yeah, I, I, I see <laughs> that. But I mean, there are some elements in here that was just ridiculous. I mean, they're super strong for whatever reason. I think that's just because they're mutants. They're giant mutant turtles. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just couldn't. I couldn't get with it. Some of it was just ridiculous. Too too ridiculous for me. Some of the some of the teenage mutant ninja turtle movie was too ridiculous for you. I stand by those original ones and the TV series. This one was just like whoa, and also the action. I couldn't really see some of the action. I was kind of displeased by the, the way that they See, I'm going to disagree with you on that, because I do like the action quite a bit. I'll get, I'll get to my thoughts on the movie okay. as a whole, but I think I think there's some there's two key action sequences that I think are, are, okay. are handled really well. I'm waiting. Mark. So, I didn't like this movie. I have to... Thank I, you, Mark. I mean, I, I'm, it's ruminating now in my mind. I haven't had a chance to like really process the whole thing, but it, it as I'm watching the film, I, I was never engaged in the story. It's just this generic land action thing things throwing at the screen and cgi let's start with just the characters of the turtles themselves we're so far now in the future and you know the original 1990 version should be like more of a relic in terms of its style but that was pleasing and engaging in the way it looked these turtles are ugly i mean they look like mutant hulks or something i did they did i didn't care for them i mean and then, I mean, I'm as opposed to real life turtles that are beautiful, yeah. they are beautiful. I would have rather had a real turtle. They could have just, oh, you know, let me. Okay, I'm going to be all over the place here. Yeah. But I'm going to be playing a lot of devil's advocate. <laughs> but yeah, you, you should because I don't yeah, know what you think. I, I didn't like this movie, but 
uh, the beginning of the movie, the very, very beginning, when they had the title sequence and we have the comic book sequences, I wish that was the movie. Like, I was yeah. almost, oh, these are kind of cool designs and everything. Then it, And it's drawings, but I thought that has some art and style to it. Then we go into the thing, I mean, Megan Fox is terrible. Her, her, yeah, she, her, her, <laughs> she speaks at a vocal register that's so high. I mean, it, it doesn't, it, it, she's, she's a, I'm a reporter, and... She's not believable. That's a line from the movie, by the way. She, she's, I mean, what was it? Uh, Denise Richards in that James Bond movie. The world's more, not enough. Is, yeah, as, I'm, as I'm as not going that. That's, come on. What, what is Megan Fox doing that's wrong as a, as a TV, as a, as a hot voice. young TV no, reporter? It's, it's, like, what, what else is required of her for that role? Just her voice, man. It's just her voice. It's, it's just I didn't believe her. But, I mean, it's not, it's not just her. I mean, I'm picking yeah. on her. No, she's, a, she's a, not a required to be a nuclear physicist like Denise Richards was. Right. She's being, she's she being New York hot young reporter. She didn't have any classes. That's good. That's and good she, had, she, had, she had pants she's and a long shirt on the whole time. Breaking these stories before anyone else. And she's really good she at her job. She's putting together. She's terrible at her job. What stories did she get out? She, she got none. She, she, she got fired from her she job. Did, she what? did the seagull thing. Birds don't get fat. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, I, I couldn't, I mean, I, I found myself like, you know, thinking about what I have to do tomorrow as I'm watching the film. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I can zone out. I might just close my eyes for a little bit here. No. Yeah. Sometimes it was intentional, sometimes not. <laughs> you know, um, it just was sort of like... I look there, over was one, there was one funny yeah. joke where she knocks on uh, William Finkner's door and April comes early this year because her name is April <laughs> and it's like really snowy right. it's like December and, like New York is like super sunny except the night when it starts raining tumultuously you know, but in William Fickner's place who lives in I guess upstate New York <laughs> yeah but like close enough so that the turtles can get to the, the sewers in time yeah like 20 miles the, away where it's, but it's, it's snowing it is like full in powder snow. I mean, there were jokes in the closing credits that were funnier. There's a part where the turtles are running around, and then all of a sudden they want to hide, and they jump up on a billboard on the woman's chest, right. and the two shells of the turtle are on the woman's chest. That was funnier than anything in the actual movie. I, I mean, was like, I, where I, is that? I turned over to Aaron at one point, and I was like, "This is the best scene in the movie." It's like when they're <laughs> in the, the elevator, elevator, when the elevator yeah, just beatboxing. I was like, "This is the best." Well, they need it shows more, so much character. They need the more lightheartedness to it. The, the movie actually yeah. took itself kind of seriously. and uh, I don't agree with that. The action I was too... I don't agree that it takes itself seriously. I, I want to hear your thoughts, and then we'll dive into it. I, I didn't like the action, so please address Thank that. You. Let me start off with what, like, my general thought on it, which I think, no, the movie is not, it's not a good movie, but I will say it is not the disaster that I think a lot of people I'm not calling assumed it, it would be. Yeah. I think it is very much right down the middle, at the most generic possible superhero movie you can get. You could replace these characters with anybody, and you'd get the same movie. Uh, yeah. Give or take a few like elements, like obviously like a sewer or something like that. The, <laughs> I mean, what I the movie the movie the two movies that is directly like is Transformers and, and the Amazing Spider-Man reboot. Yes, exactly. That's, that's my Spider-Man. It's exactly right. Spider-Man. Yeah. You have you even have a climax on the top of a building with a gas canister that's about to go off in yeah. five minutes. It's exactly the Amazing Spider-Man. Exactly movie, mixed with the Transformers, and by that I mean the tur- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. TMNT, they're not the lead characters of the movie. It's Megan Fox, much like Shia LaBeouf is the main character of Transformers. You have the, the heroes in their own movie. I didn't, I didn't think about that, and the, now that the, makes the movie even worse. The heroes in their own movie are actually the, the supportive characters of this thing. <laughs> of course, they handle the major action beats because they're capable of doing that. Exactly. But you're following along mainly with Megan Fox's character. And that's, I don't know what that, it, it, it's these weird decisions like that, and these kind of modern superhero comic book movie things where you have like the main character is, 
is the human element in this amidst the like fantastical stuff going on mm -hmm. and you and you have for some reason the heroes have to be like directly linked to the villains which again like transformers and like amazing spider-man <laughs> and this like for this time the megan fox had a huge part she I mean, did she yeah. did she's she, she, she were, these turtles yeah. were her pets when she was kids which the, like, we'll get into that in the details, but yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. I was like, "This is that dumb. did not that did not make sense to me." It, it's weird that it, it's a it's a weird, huge coincidence, but they explained whatever they had to. That doesn't right. make doesn't make it good. Project Renaissance. I mean, that explains <laughs> the names. Like at least the names didn't come out of nowhere. Like it's not like they're not trying. the original Switcher found a Renaissance book and named them after this painter. Yeah, you say you say that makes more sense. I'm, than yes. the other <laughs> I'm amazed, Abe, that you can still remember that. Project you, Renaissance. They threw oh, all this stuff yeah. and then just exposition. I'm just they like, said it like eight times. I will not remember. Any I love else. the evil guy's exposition. It's just like, hey, let me tell you what this bad thing does in the back. He asked why. <laughs> he asked like, well, for what? He did ask why. Yeah. As he was sporting his Under Armour and like. <laughs> What's weird about that with William Fickner is that we're jumping so far around. Yeah. William Fickner, he looks exactly like Michael Bay in that scene. Like in the third act. He, oh, he, like the, like he has his, like, he, he's shirt. dressed like oh, how, under, how Michael Bay is. He has his Under Armour on, his hair is all slick back. His he looks, all slick back. He yeah. looks like he's, yeah. like, he's trying to resemble Michael Bay for some reason. Like right. it's some kind of like weird metaphor for, for blockbusters or something going on. <laughs> I want to be in my own movies, but I don't want to be in them. So I'll hire Will Fickner, one of my favorite character actors. <laughs> He was in Armageddon. It's just like how Leonardo DiCaprio looks a lot like Chris Nolan in Inception. It's weird. No. <laughs> We've been Inception. But no, I mean, going into the, like, some of the, the, I guess, the, the finer points of things, if you can call Well, let me get to that. Let me get to my point. I think right. the finer points are. Yes, okay. the movie. I think the movie's incredibly generic. That's my, and the weird, like, let's link the heroes to the villains type thing. That's always weird to me. Yeah. I think that's happened since Batman 89. It's like, let's Joker killed Batman's parents, because why not? But that makes the movie make more he sense. He danced with the devil in the pale moonlight. But... I did have fun with this movie. I I'm not saying it's the most fun I had, not by a long shot, mainly because I yeah. think it's still a overall bad movie. But I wasn't not entertained by this movie. I'm seeing it the second time, and I wouldn't. I didn't find it agonizing. Because you're watching it with Mark I, and I, you, and, and you, Ruben. You say that you were crouched in your seat like a vampire, not yeah, talking to anybody. Like, yeah. I was having fun with you in the theater. I was hoping to like. I knew that you appreciated it for a certain amount, and so I was hoping to see it through your eyes, and I didn't. But it's not even I like it's not even that. nostalgia. It's not like if anything. Yeah. It's, I, I like, know, it's I like this movie less because the the original is so much better. The original <laughs> is like a masterpiece. It's, it's well, as Roger well, Ebert called it, the best version of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you possibly can have. Like, it's, yeah. uh, and the original has heart and there's it does. Warm it has personality. It have any like, no, it, it has way more heart because the part where Splinter gets taken in the 1990 movie. You get sad, and then they have to go back and retreat and train. Whereas this one, I felt as though everything was really rushed because. Um, you're kind of just learning about these turtles, and then all of a sudden, the climax. You say rush, but like, I'd rather have this than the two and a half hour version that yeah, Michael yeah, Bay's I, I Transformers I mean, I definitely are. wouldn't want to see <laughs> two and a half hour version. I feel but... like it took a long time for the tur uh, Ninja Turtles to show up, too. Wasn't there a lot of. There was like mysterious, I'd, like I'd say, I'd say, say it was it was playing up that it was playing yeah. up that get you used to the humans element more than it was playing up the like the original where you're yeah. just right in there with the turtles like they're right. the characters. This one was about yes playing up the idea that they're these stealthy figures that come into the thing and then you learn all about them. The, which I was, I can't the, I can't the say stealth was cool. I mean, like it's fine for what it's doing. I can say obviously yes there are, there are missteps. There are ways you can handle this better. There are ways you can make this movie better. Mainly if you just don't make it feel like it rolled off an assembly line, which is my main issue with it. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, I, 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 I do think, think I do think that Pizza Hut gets a co-producing credit on this. In the original, it was Domino's. <laughs> but I, 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 I think the that was money well spent. I think the, because I, I was actually craving a pizza. I, yeah, no, I, I was, was like, about ready to just get up in the middle of the movie and go get a pizza. I was just see, leave leave the movie altogether. One of the things that I knew, normally don't do is like I was like, okay, even how 
however much I have to use the restroom, I'm not going to leave. Right. But this one, I was like, I could probably get up and leave and probably not miss anything. Well, and get a pizza. And I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. The movie was basically me, telling you, go get a pizza. I haven't gotten to the good things that I liked about okay. the movie. <laughs> I do think the Dude, interplay... Live. I, I think the interplay between the turtles is fun. I think that... Yeah, I think... I mean, Regardless of, I mean, and it's not, I mean, they are motion capture suits. Like, there were people around there, and the actors, with the exception of Leonardo, the actors in the suits are also voicing the characters. And so, in yeah. the moment, they're all doing the work together. Like, they are, they do have real chemistry. It's not like one person was Giant in a voice booth one day. Isn't a martial and, artist? <laughs> it was not like one person was in a voice booth one day, another yeah. one another day, and they blended together. Like, they, and I, and I felt like I felt that. I can't say, I wouldn't say no. The turtles aren't, like, defined by great characteristics beyond. What you know about, you know, Donnie's the brains, and Leo's the leader, and Raph's the dick. I didn't, but I mean, it's, you know, I didn't get anything from their personalities. I could, I can't even distinguish who. Yeah, yeah, you can. I'm not distinguished. I'm coming to this as not a big fan, so I, I probably uh, don't. I mean, I like the original, but I haven't seen it in years, so I'm kind of watching this a little bit, like you know. But you know the goofy ones, Michelangelo, and you know the rough guys, Raphael. I could do it enough to separate. I see what Mark is saying. Their personalities were clearly defined. Yeah, and unless you knew the property beforehand, which a lot of people know all the property. They literally have done so wearing four glasses. I get that. Michelangelo does nothing but joke. None of the other ones joke in the same way that he does. Raphael's the only one that's a dick all the time. Like, they do it. No, I get you, but I felt like. Look, I know what Mark is saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was like the Incredible Hulk and four turtles mated, and then this is what was the outcome. <laughs> I can agree that they're not. No, they're not like they're you ugly. don't. You don't. You don't look at them and think, man, these are things that I want to grow up to look like. Like they're not like role models. <laughs> but <laughs> they don't have to be aesthetically pleasing. It's just more. Thank you. Like, yeah, I mean, they're good on the inside, right? Am I right, Aaron? What? High five. I mean, again, are you gonna fake high five <laughs> while we're live podcasting? That was not a real high five. Putting aside the the. <laughs> the the, the interplay between them, which I do think works, I I think there that that snow action sequence and that final battle that was with a very long sequence. It is, and I think that's what you want to get in, the, in, a, in a movie for kids. I don't know how you couldn't see anything. I, I mean, to each his own. I thought yeah. that I thought that sequence was terrific. I think that does everything that you'd want in a in an innovative action sequence that separate. It's the one thing that separates this movie from other things. It gave me something like that. I haven't seen that thing before. That's I haven't true. seen turtles sliding, using their shells as sleds as they're sliding around yeah. in the midst of chaotic action. I saw it in, uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Every other, every every fourth James Bond movie, there's a ski sequence, I guess. There is. There's a ski sequence in every fourth James Bond movie. But I saw it in Uncharted 2, and it was done much, much better. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the other thing that I wanted to point out uh, in terms of... I think the final battle with Shredder is good, too. Yeah, exactly. I that, think it's in broad like, daylight. It's nice. It's colorful. I think there's a lot of long one, shots with the camera. That was the best action sequence because it was in the daylight, daylight and I could yeah. actually see it because was, they panned out sometimes so you can actually well, see the fight moves. Whereas the other one's like really close born Identity style. It's like, whoa, I can't really see anything. I can say that about on. the one where they're in their own layer fighting. I can say, like, even though I wouldn't say I didn't understand the geography of the scene, I'd say the one in the subway is purposely shrouded in mystery because you're still no, trying yeah, to keep I them got, I got that stealthy one, right. mode. Yeah. And the other things that I had issues with is why does the Shredder even care about these turtles? Like, how does he even come into play? There, there's no explanation about this guy at all except besides the fact that he, he knows William Fickner. And then, He's his master and he developed this plan with him. Sure, and then all sure, of a that's he knows, what happened. What he knows who this splinter is, and he wants to fight them, and he's like... He doesn't know who the splinter is. They get into this giant... The splinter like, knows who the shredder is. Yeah, <laughs> I also didn't like how they learned ninjutsu by reading a book. I like the original... What's one. the other way that they can learn ninjutsu? 
The other way is to <laughs> explain to me why that way is better. Because it's explain to so me why. So, so Spencer watched a person do ninjutsu, exactly. and so he automatically knows ninjutsu. Because he and you're saying that is a better moves. reason than reading a book. He practiced yeah. moves in his cage in Japan from a Japanese guy who knew karate and ninjutsu. Whereas this one, he's just like, oh yeah, I guess I'll just study this, and just like, all right, well. Anyway, kind of a forgetful movie for me, at least. You're talking about karate, but you sound crazy. Thank you. All right. I don't... <laughs> Mark is just here to be like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't need to argue this. No, it's not, no, I don't, because I don't even think it's a good we movie. We all agree but that I, it's not a great movie, but... but I'm too. already forgetting the story. Like, you're talking about... <laughs> there's no story. There's no, that what I, do you mean like, there's no story? There's, se- there's like there's 75 a, minutes of exposition in this movie. It is nonstop story for so long. Right, but it's like having so much story that it just becomes like, it's just, you know... Stuff I'm just saying, be more on. constructive of your feedback. There's plenty of story. I hit it for the other reasons that it's terrible. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Fans, you go watch it, you let us know who's wrong. Or, or right. <laughs> or, you know, even keeled. You, you good with the self righteousness? No, yeah, <laughs> Thanks, Abe. No one's patting you on the back. I'm just saying that I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, for what it was, I had a decent time. I had a yeah. decent enough time to be like, I could watch this again, and I did. Like that's that's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, I mean, it. for what it is, I wouldn't watch it again, and I wouldn't tell anybody to watch it again. <laughs> I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> the '90s version, Secret of the Use, and why well, you can go Secret of the Use first? Go to the first I movie did. that you know you love. That's I love that, that movie. You, that you say is one of your favorite movies of that all is time. My Stop movies. not mentioning that movie and mentioning the movie I that you the know 90s, is inferior. I said the '90s version, and then you immediately said Secret of the Use. Those are both better movies than this one. Anyway, cool. <laughs> okay, I guess we've sufficiently talked about Teenage Mutants Ninja Turtles. It's so hard to say that fast. So. <laughs> All right, let's, um, let's move on now. Let's get to out now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is, of course, where we go over. Well, really, we didn't have many questions to ask your way to get answers, so we, had, we asked if you could give us a lot of answers or a lot of questions that we can answer on this show, because why not? Yeah. And um, let's do that. Let's... Uh, you have the page up. I think up, we're in a different order, but let's all just check out the same one, so we're in the same order. That you want to take this one? Okay, so we got our first question. This one's from Leah Ducey, friend of the show. Uh, best Jeff Goldblum role? All of them. That's her answer. What's your answer? Oh, that that is her answer? Yeah. All of them. That's your best Jeff Goldblum answer. Mark? <laughs> uh... Hmm, I'm on the spot. Maybe... All of these are going to be on this. There's like 15 of these questions. We're going to put a lot of on the spot. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I like that a lot. Speed call. I'll go off the fly. I think he's... I mean, as far as like a Jeff Goldblum role goes, I think he gets to do a lot. And that's when he... That's when he was built. Still is built. Jurassic Park. Well, yeah. It's probably built now. I mean, look at... Yeah, look at him in... uh, I mean, Willem Dafoe is like two foot tall. He could have taken him in Grand Budapest Hotel. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the next question comes from Jason Ritter. Favorite Bill Paxton movie? He's got a lot of fun movies. I guess Aliens. I'd say Aliens, and he was good in uh, Edge of Tomorrow as well. I'd say Aliens, but I would say his performance in Weird Science is very memorable, very iconic. Chet, yeah. I'd say, I mean, Aliens, like, who's not saying Game Over, man? Like, that's that's Aliens. (laughs) Game Over, man. All right, what's the next one here? Um, Eric has Marvel movies pre and post Disney. So, like pre or post Disney? 
I guess maybe well like with Disney you have oh, Avengers and yeah. onwards before Disney you had the first Iron Man incredible and well I'd say I'd say post Disney yeah. we sort of I did answer this at the sure. top ten didn't we when we were talking I about guess so because we you know I, we all like Guardians more than all of these other ones yes. so I guess by default it'd be post Disney <laughs> and Avengers is Disney so I think the the yeah, event and, and Winter yeah. Soldier so I think the one the, I mean those are our top those are generally our top threes yeah right? but Marvel has you know. I, they still have creative control over the, the characters, so I'm glad that that's the case. Where it's, it's not a, like, hey, it's, let's make it all like, you know, fun and games and have musicals. And the, it's the a question movie. that doesn't quite apply, I guess, yeah. because it's not really Disney. Disney's not doing anything to make these movies different. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's what's the next one. That's you. You read the next one. Also comes from Eric. It says, uh, "What reality show should be made into a movie, and what year off movie should it be?" My example, Mythbusters as a mythological thriller. There might be a... An what iPhone. genre of movie it should yeah, be, maybe? Be an iPhone. iPhone error. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got an answer to this. Uh, Top Chef. Oh, wait a second. It was a movie. It was called Chef. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 the Amazing Race. Yeah, that's a, I was going to say Amazing Race, and you put it into, like, Predator style. Just that's like, it's like the most wanted, uh, the most dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just Predator. I'll general. just, you know, Amazing Race and put Brendan Fraser in there and just a father-son adventure oh, comedy. Be, Done. That's like Jerry did the of the Earth. <laughs> that was his next one. Okay. Joe Jans asks, do you feel that, this is, here's a question, do you feel that classic movies like Casablanca and Citizen Kane truly hold up today and still earn their high ranking on lists like AMC's top, a, AFI's top 150, or are they simply holding their rank because they earned that classic status? That's a fun uh, question. Some of those actually still hold up. I mean, again, Casablanca is actually one of my top ten movies ever, so that's quite a good movie. I think it's a, it's almost an impossible question to kind of really answer. I mean, it's but it's I more mean, of a personal taste, but sure. I don't think they would still be talked about if people didn't still love them. If they you know, were something that people didn't feel you know, hold in high regard, then it wouldn't still be up there. So I, I, I think they maintain their position because they really are that good. That is an exquisite answer, by the way. That's a good one that we yeah. should go with and move on. Yeah. <laughs> so Eric asks us, the Sharknado movies have happened, so what other natural disaster movies do you want? Do you most enjoy? Oh, I got Hurricane Guru. Next question. Um, <laughs> why, is there no so, why is there so much hate for Michael Bay movies? Uh, I, I have an exact reason for this, because of the internet. Um, the re- the, uh, it's that's what it is. The, I mean, the, there's a reason why these Transformers movies make billions of dollars. It's because only two percent of the internet counts for the hate to Michael Bay. They put his name on Teenage Mutant Turtles and on these movies that have his involvement because people generally like seeing these movies. Right. Does that does that apply to all to us particularly? Not necessarily. I make the arguments for Michael Bay because whatever. Yeah. But I there's. <laughs> There's a difference between what the online voice is in this day and age and what the majority of the rest of people want to see. And a lot of people just like seeing these spectacle films. Does that make them great? No. No. But that doesn't... It doesn't... It doesn't stop the, the hate tickets to go see It doesn't, and the hate yeah. for Michael Bay does not reflect the world. It reflects a, a loud segment of a small audience. And right. I'm kind of just going off of what you just said. But whenever you have a... A, a film that is wildly successful, but then there's a group of people that really hate it. That hate is going to be registered very strongly, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, Spielberg did spectacle films, but those are, I mean, in my opinion, are great. And the Michael Bay movies, not so great. But you know, and then when you see a movie like Transformers, um, Age of Extinction, 
make as much money as it does, cool. I think people do get kind of, you know, frustrated by that. And I mean, the fact is, boos are louder than yays. It is way easier to say boo to something than it is to praise something. You don't, you see a lot more comments in the negative than you see in the positive. I mean, it's, yeah, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> Jason asks us, can you dive deeper into an instant classic discussion? We had a pretty good discussion I thought, last I felt like we did. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it kind of... I don't... I don't feel like my answers changed. Yes, I believe it's possible for instant classic to exist. Yeah. I think Mark is kind of agree. Mark kind of agrees with me yeah, there. Yeah, I, agree. I think we all got to agree that it's possible. Does it like? Does that happen often? Not necessarily, but right. I do think there are movies that have come across that I've seen that I would consider an instant yeah. classic, even in the past maybe a couple of years. Yeah. Um, Lewis asks, or Luis asks, how do you how do you start a review? That's like a fun question, Mark. How do you start a review? I generally start by encapsulating like what happens and just to get me go, uh, the juices flowing and starting uh, my process and then as I uh, go into that I'll start writing about like what I liked about the film and my reviews actually uh, I end up getting it all out on the page and then I often move paragraphs around and change so what starts out the art sometimes I end up moving a paragraph that I wrote in the middle to the very beginning because I think it's more of a grabber but I start generally by just encapsulating what happened in the film to get me started. I too do. I tend to move things around too when I get, like, I'll see something that's like, that actually makes sense as a conclusion more than that, whatever. Um, yeah, it's generally, I kind of, I go pretty linear in terms of writing it out. And then I, you know, sometimes move stuff, but not too often. But it, it's more of a, I like to get, like, a main point of where I'm at with this movie without necessarily delving into every aspect of it in that kind of opening. And then kind of let it all flood out afterwards like it's yeah it uh it tends to kind of just pour out of me that's how i, I generally think of like a funny thing that happens in the movie and something funny that happens with those characters and then i write it in my head but i never write it on my blog sorry thanks abe <laughs> yeah all those reviews they exist in space they do yeah, yeah. they're like Thanos with the pigs <laughs> george asks us what classic movie quote unquote have you always wanted to see but can't seem to get around to watching I have an answer for this. Yeah, I have one too. I have never seen Robert Altman's MASH. And I, oh, MASH uh, is a great movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a classic movie. Yeah. And that's like, I'm it's picking like, a movie that is, you know, highly regarded, yeah. and I've just never seen it. I've uh, never seen Citizen Kane. Um, Dr. Zhivago, um, because it's three hours and probably not, you know, the speediest or the most entertaining, necessarily. But it's entertaining. Yeah. But it is Well, long. I feel like I watch MASH, and MASH is two hours, and it's a comedy. Dr. Zhivago, you know, is an epic drama. Like, right, and it also inspired a classic TV show, so it's just odd that I've never seen it, but someday. Okay, Danny Murphy asks, favorite Kim Ji-woon movie? I adore The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, but haven't seen his U.S. movies. He only has the one, The uh, the Last Stand of Arnold Schwarzenegger, which Abe and I were that fans was, of. That was fun in January. Yeah, Matt Saracen died in that movie. Uh, um, why you gotta bring that up? Uh, I actually would say it's probably The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, although I am a big fan of uh, I Saw the Devil. Uh, that's a that's a fun one, too, with, um, with um, what's his name? The guy with, from... Oh, that's uh, so, uh, from yeah. Lucy. Um, oh, my God, I don't have a thing in front of me. <laughs> from Old Boys. It's <laughs> gonna kill me. Okay, thank yeah. you. Uh, April asks us, worst actress of our time and worst actor of our time. Of our time? Yeah, of our time. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of rough there. I, I mean, the thing is, there's always these like new up and coming, I guess, teen stars, and some of them don't really pan out. So I mean, you could say like there's a there's a huge list of terrible actors and actresses that you're never going to see again. I mean, I am number four. What's that guy? Alex Pettifer? Yeah. Well, I don't think... I, I, don't, I wouldn't call him worse. He just fills exactly. that, vanil- that vanilla category. He's also in uh, Magic Mike, right? 
He was a magic mic, and he. I can't. I think he was fine in yeah, Magic Mike. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on the role, right? Well, I think a lot of it, because that's like, and I know a friend of the show, Scott Mendelson, argues this too, like Sam Worthington and not Taylor Kitsch, because I like Taylor Kitsch, but I think a lot of these people, they, they, fall, they fall in this kind of vanilla category. Yeah. Garrett Hedlund from Tron biased. Legacy. Like, they, they don't, like, they're not especially good, they're, but they're not especially bad. They're just kind of like, yeah, this is a person that apparently exists in the acting world now. Yeah. Do I care about them? No, but whatever. Like, it, they're not, they're not going to call them worst. Lautner, I mean, I've seen Lautner do things that aren't good at all. <laughs> like, He's so easy to pick on. He is right? easy to pick on. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, who's, like, a, like a, I guess, a more respected like, acting yeah, personality yeah, yeah. that I just can't it seem just, to stand. We'll have to get back to you on I've never, I've, never been a, I've never been a big Jessica Alba fan at all. Like, yeah, not even in her. Hearing the promise show. of having more of her in Sin City, Dame to Kill does not make me happy because I think she was the worst part of the first Sin City movie. All right. What an actor. I don't know. You, you know I don't like it, but I don't like... Pine, like you don't like to choose favorites. Well, because you know I don't like... I'm, like, I'm not a huge Paul Dano fan, but I wouldn't call him a, the worst <laughs> actor of our time. Oh, yeah, he's Every, a good actor. He's a good I, actor. I think he's actually so good at playing disgusting like, people yeah, that that's person. why you hate him. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, always, he's such a good actor that I want to beat him up in every movie he's you in. You even said in that movie... In um, Looper. No, the one with the... Uh, Cowboys and Aliens? The most recent one. Uh, or, or fairly recent. Uh, do, 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 do. With Hugh Jackman, and he was the... Oh, uh, Prisoners. 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 Yeah. Even you said there was a scene where you felt, oh, gosh, that's got to hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. You felt a little sorry for him. You know? Yeah. But yeah, he's always... And, and you know, there will be blood. He's kind of like, oh, he's just... A, I'm glad he got his comeuppance. Right. See, there's... I just... I don't think he... He's able. To, I did. It's purposeful. They can't match Daniel Day Lewis, but I still think he kind of comes up short. Which comes with what happens when you only have two days to prep to be that character. Uh, he wasn't supposed to be that character in their old people iteration. Um, he was supposed to be the twin brother. right? He was supposed to be just the twin brother. And, no, he was supposed to be the. They weren't twins before weren't he twins. decided to be. They made him both roles. Yeah, <laughs> I still there's more worse stuff that I want to. Hear. Okay, what's the next one? Danny. Danny asks any. Anyone seen Journey to the West? That's a new Stephen Chow film and favorite Stephen Chow movie. I've been want- it's on the top of my queue actually. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Because I am a big fan of Stephen Chow. Same here. Yeah. Um, I like I like, I know a lot of people like Kung Fu Hustle more. I like oh, Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer really makes good. me laugh and also, a lot. Also, God of Cookery is actually really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's actually really funny, like ridiculously stupid. Like how it's all the cooking. That you see. Like no, no. Kung, Kung Fu Hustle was one of my favorite films of the, of the year it came out. It's a... I it is, love it is a good movie. The weird thing is my only real problem with Kung Fu Hustle is there's not enough dancing. That's gonna, I really thought there'd be more like... I feel, I feel like if that movie had more like musical numbers, I kind of would have liked there it was more. A, there was a scene where the guy was playing with a switchblade and then he accidentally stabs himself. Yeah. And just, it was, it was oh, there's this like Looney Tube reference right. to it that oh, I like that's great. And she's like... Yeah, it's that's like what's so cool about the movie is just like the part where the whole entire village just comes to play. Alright, and our last question is from Eric. The last Hobbit movie versus the last Lord of the Rings movie. Ready? Go. What does that even mean? Like, I, what know, it, I guess he's just ready for both movies. Like, how do you... Oh, oh, uh, well, we haven't seen a last Hobbit. Like, what, what, which one's going to be longer? I guess maybe <laughs> like, he's saying, like, which one do, would you enjoy oh, more? Which, well, I mean, I can only hope to enjoy the last Hobbit movie. So we're comparing movie. Lord of the Rings to Hobbit? I oh, get. Uh, that's I mean, not going to come up good. Wonder Lord of the Rings. Would. Yeah. Or is he asking Maybe. the last Hobbit movie as in Smoog versus the last Lord of the Rings movie as in Return of the King? Because I think it's a no. I mean, none, like, none of these Hobbit movies are good or 
gooder or better than this. <laughs> One of those things. Like, they're not gooder either. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they're not better. I was speaking in a Lake Townies, if you didn't yeah. know. Um, so that was feedback. 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 <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. So I think we tackled that. Knocked it out of the park, buddy. Babe Ruth, eat your heart out. It's a home run. <laughs> Trademark. I'd buy that for a dollar. Let's just yeah. do these one-liners. Let's really slide right into home base. <laughs> Talk about a hole in one. That's my happy Gilmore. That was, you heard it here first. Let's all just tip our caps. What would you... <laughs> What's next? What is next week? The, next the Expendables is, uh, and The Giver and Let's Be Cops. All of them come <laughs> out next week. Wow. I think, and by next week, I'll probably have seen Step Up All In, which I am looking forward to seeing. That's playing right now, isn't yeah. it? It is, yes. It's not playing at the theater, or else we would have jumped to it we after Turtles. We would have probably seen it, yes. <laughs> I would have missed my Bart. I'll, I'll go after Outside Lands for one of these days to go see it. Hopefully the Fast Five of the series, since it combines all the actors from the previous films into Does one movie. Is Chad Tatum in it? I, I can only hope he has a cameo. <laughs> yeah, if he has a cameo, it'd be over. And his wife, who we met on Step Up, Jenna Dewan Tatum. But, yeah, um, yeah, boom. Anyway, is, what are we... Is, is Step Up in 3D also? Yes. I hope that it is. Damn straight. What's the, what, what movie should we talk about next week? The Giver or Expendables Part 2? I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll have... If they're both terrible, we'll just do a double episode, maybe. Do you suspect that uh, I, I, Giver will be that bad? No, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think bad. it looks very good. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I don't... Given, let's just put it like this way. It's coming out in the middle of August. Right. Like, <laughs> if they had... A movie that has Jeff Bridges and Meryl Streep based on a popular Street. book... I mean, if The Hunger Games come out uh, in November... Guardians of, well, it's the beginning of August. It's the beginning of August. Guardians of Galaxy were... I don't know. Well, it treaded the water. It treaded the line between having a July movie and an August, and like a maybe this won't be that it's good. It's redefined it August. <laughs> it has broken a lot of August. I think that's more Mar- Marvel made a gamble. I think the Givers more Weinstein companies had no other slot to put this in. Right. That's kind of what I'm looking at. So let's say that we'll talk about Expendables three, um, <laughs> and then we'll also probably talk about the Giver. I have no anticipation for either of these movies. <laughs> really like, yeah. Anyhow. All right, we'll be prepared for that. Yeah, I get Like, what even, like, what could, unless, like, unless what could talk you, indie movies. Like, is The Giver ever going to make money? Like, you have Guardians out, you have Turtles out, which is going to make money. Like, and then you have Expendables 3, which is, you know, the, and it's PG-13 this time. Like, everyone's going to see and, that and movie. And Lucy is still And Lucy's still, yeah, still making yeah, money. Yeah. Like, 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 what can The Giver do? Like, who was, mm, Jeff Bridges is a new movie, huh? Mm, it's black and white <laughs> in it. That, just, that screams teenager to me. Like, well, is that like, book popular? Like, it still is. It is great. That movie to the adults. Well, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Just, just show lots of scenes of Meryl Streep exactly. doing her stuff. Well, like, 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 you have to like, show a few Academy Awards in the trailer and then show Just Meryl like show in the background. Academy Award winner. Just, just like have on shelves. Yeah. But like, what, like, who's seeing this? Subliminally. Like, yeah, you know, like, look at all these book movies, like Beautiful Creatures. That's oh, all just you have seen it. But like, yes. that, wouldn't that apply to any of these book movies that come out? Ender's Game is a huge book, and it has uh, four. didn't make any money. We were sad about that. Like, that was actually a really fun movie. Like, we're even sadder about Rush. People should go see Rush. That's my favorite book movie. Rush? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's on SoundCloud, right? It's, uh, it's, it's, narrated, it's narrated by Daniel Rule. It's great. <laughs> Kids growing up movie. You know, remember that part? I do. Where um, where, uh, where, where, where Thor's character has to go get that that ring. Yeah, he's just like, hey, that guys, kid's version of the Rush book. Let's be really good about driving in the rain. Using that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron <laughs> You can find more of my work on my personal blog at codezeek.com. You can find my all my written reviews as well as at wiseblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblueblu
Mark? And you can find more of my work on my personal blog, fastfilmreviews.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. You can also find all of our other episodes on iTunes and at Stitcher, as well as at hhwlod.com. Out Now, Fair and Abe is on that site that hosts our show, along with all the other shows, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, the Icarus Pod Crankcast. Those are shows that I am involved with coming back soon. And yeah, a bunch of fun shows about games and movies and TV and stuff. You can also find our episodes at outnow.podomatic.com as well as soundcloud.com slash outnowpodcast. Feel free to email us, outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any opinions on these Turtles movies or if, you, if you're a huge fan of the giver that's been doing nothing but looking forward to this movie. <laughs> also interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And of course, there's our Tumblr page, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. And of course, you can find our, I'm not even going to know this number, you can find our voicemail line, 972-798-3830. You you can leave us a voicemail, ask us a question, or leave us a comment, and we'll be happy to provide some feedback and play that on the show. Woo! Mark Hoban, thank you for Thanks, joining Mark. us. Thank you, this was fun. You too, Ruben, in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, this is, this is fun to do. We're doing a live episode right. in the middle of a movie theater. No one bothered us because we're not harming anybody. Yeah, uh, the security guys came around like four times. They're like, nah, they're cool. Checking it out. <laughs> but yeah, until... Uh, until next time, when we talk about either The Giver or The Expendables, I like that that means Abe has to see both of these movies. Yeah, I was like, I guess I'm going to have to see them on Thursday and Friday. I think Let's Be Cops comes out on Wednesday, though, so, you know. Oh. But we're not going to talk about Let's Be Cops. It's too easy to talk about a comedy. Or you could talk about Magic in the Moonlight. You are going to see Maybe. that. Maybe. Pro- I don't know if I'll see it by next week. We'll, we'll find out. Might be able to see. What else is What else? There's a lot of things. We'll see. Yeah, we'll check out the schedule. We'll check out the out now with Aaron. I mean, we have, have we, did we do Expendables? We didn't do Expendables too. Um, <laughs> we did it because no, that's like, probably because we did something. We, like, we did, you know, we did like, like a quick in on time it. or something. This is one of our fastest conclusions ever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, until next time, so long and goodbye.
actually plays up a trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's just a mask. Um, uh, uh, we'll find you, um, whatever else in the trailer. Go on. Tabunga, uh, yeah. Those are mis- things have changed, Miss O'Neill. Shink. 